Tell me if this sounds like you. You have a brilliant idea for a podcast, an idea that's refreshing in a sea of existing podcasts, but you don't know where to begin. Enter Buzzsprout. As a Buzzsprout user from my show's beginnings, I can tell you it has made podcasting easier. Buzzsprout gets your show listed on every major podcast platform, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You get detailed analytics to see how people are listening, audio players you can drop into other websites, and more. Buzzsprout is also passionate about helping you succeed. They publish new blog posts, YouTube videos, and podcast episodes every week so you can hear from podcasters who live and breathe podcasting. To start your own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, visit the link in our show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. Hey, it's Chloe Wilder, and you're about to listen to my interview on Pop Nerd Lounge. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge, the podcast for the creative soul. I'm your host, Steph Ham. Thank you for tuning in to another conversation with a fellow creative. If you enjoyed these discussions, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform to stay tuned when our latest episode drops. My guest today is a singer-songwriter based in Clearwater, Florida. She's pursuing the music industry at, get this, only 14 years old. We talk about her debut EP, Teenage Lullabies, how she was influenced by Lana Del Rey early on, and she also tells me what one of her biggest dreams is. This is Chloe Wilder. Welcome to Popner and Lounge. My guest today is Chloe Wilder. Chloe, thank you for joining me on the show. Thank you for having me. You took piano lessons early on. How did playing piano help you discover your love of singing? I started taking piano lessons and my piano teacher was like, oh, I also teach vocal lessons. So I just started taking those from there. And I've been taking both of those since I was like four. And I stopped when I was, I think, 11, because that's when I started writing. And I was like, I don't need this anymore, but I wish I would have kept going with it. So I think I'm going to go back. But yeah, so I started doing that. And I've always loved singing. I was singing before I could talk. But I think that like vocal lessons helped me. Who were some of your musical influences growing up Lana Del Rey was like the first artist that I honestly ever listened to on my own time and she was the first one that I listened to and I was like oh I want to do that too but I grew up with like my mom and my sister's music my sister is 11 years older than me so she influenced me the most and that's where I got Lana Del Rey from and with my mom it was more like 80s alt which didn't really necessarily influence me but I definitely took a couple with me like the cure and the smiths I was always listening to them Billy Idol was like a big one for me I met Billy Idol when I was 10 too which was like pretty cool for me because I was pretty much obsessed with him for as long as I can remember so I just took those from my mom but I think Lana Del Rey was like the most important one because I started listening to Lana when I was in first grade which I feel like makes a lot of sense for who I am now (laughs) but that was really the one that I like took with me musically too I was gonna say we're gonna talk about your music and your EP in a little bit but I was gonna say while I was listening to your music before this interview I could hear Lana Del Rey influences the best compliment truly (laughs) (laughs) just like both in the way throughout your lyrics and also vocally too I could hear some of her influences in your music so I was like yes I'm definitely picking up on that that makes me so happy (laughs) 
So what made you pursue music on such a committed level at 14? Because let me tell you, when I was 14, I was just trying to navigate my way through the high school cafeteria. I don't know like what gave you such gusto to pursue music at such a young age. But yeah, like what what made you want to go on this path and pursue the music industry at 14? When I was 11, I recorded a couple covers and I sent them around like on a physical CD <laughs> to producers and just hoped some Somebody would like them because it was never something that I thought I would really take seriously this early in life. I knew I wanted to do it, but I sent them around to producers and one producer liked them and he asked me to come to a writing camp and he flew me to the, I went to the um, Cayman Islands and I wrote and that's where I met like some of my current team members and I just fell in love with it. And I didn't realize that I like had that ability. So ever since then, I've been taking it seriously and I just took it from there. <laughs> So speaking about that, you also posted these covers to YouTube and in, back in 2018. What made you choose that platform? Because there's so many like social media platforms that musicians decide to share their plat uh, their music with these days. What made you choose YouTube? You know, I don't really know. It just made sense. I when I saw other people posting videos on YouTube and I got my manager, Jasmine, really early in my career. I met my manager when I was like... I think 12. So she kind of helped me out with that. And she was like, let's go the YouTube route. And I just really trusted her. And that really helped, honestly. I'm really glad that we did that because people on YouTube were, were pretty committed and they were, it was just like a really cool circle to be in so early. And yeah, I'm glad I did that. Yeah, it, it's just a, I feel like it's a great way to introduce yourself to who, like who you are to the exactly, world. Exactly, yeah, just to get myself out there a little bit. I don't think it was like a proper or formal introduction at all. I still think, I, I feel like my EP is that, but yeah, it was nice to just go ahead and show people that I exist. <laughs> One of my favorite tracks of yours is Crying When I Shouldn't. Like the message of crying for yourself is being healthy is a wonderful message. Especially like I've had those moments where I just, I just need to cry. Okay. I'm upset. I don't need to tell you in words. I'm just, I'm going to cry. But what inspired that song for you? One of the first songs that like, I went to this session with Eric who produced the song. I went to the session, like my mom was with me, but I didn't bring any other writers with me. So I feel like it was the first time that I have had control a little bit. So I... I don't know. I was just, it wasn't a relationship or anything. It was just a friendship, but I, in a way, wrote it about this girl that I was really close with. And I just, she kept screwing me over. It was pretty just like classic, honestly. And I was just like, it was one of those people too, that it had been a long time since we had really been close, but I was still like really upset over her. It was like one of those friends too, that I just like loved so much. And I found myself just like doing that for a lot of people. I was like, oh wow, I like love everyone. And then they don't love me the same. And it's, I didn't feel like it was not a friendship at all, but it definitely just, I looked back. It was just like a very self-reflective song. It wasn't all, I don't like to give her any credit because it makes me mad that I like felt so much for her. But yeah, it's just, I was writing so much about her then. And I feel like it stemmed from that. And I was just like, wow, I can't believe I'm like letting myself feel this way. And yeah, Crying When I Shouldn't was one of those songs that like when I, 
went to do like a melody pass and just see what came out it just all came out like the first take so that was cool too but yeah it was just a self-reflective one and I was like wow this is embarrassing that I just keep doing this for people but it's not honestly and that's why I liked the way it came out because it sounded like I was like mad at myself oh I'm crying when I shouldn't it's not like that but I feel like I was just mad at myself in the moment for giving people all this like power over me but yeah. I think that people, when they listen to that song, they're going to get that kind of like vulnerability in that message because I know that people, we, we positive people like to give and they like to be loving. And sometimes, like you said, that sometimes we don't get that reciprocated back. And so it's just being self-reflective and be like, wow, how does that reflect on how I'm treating myself? The way that like I'm letting others treat me. What is that a reflection on how I'm treating myself? Yes. I like I completely related to the message of the song. Thank you. Yeah. It's a lot, honestly, because I made it when I was like I I was 13 so it's like looking and I know I'm, I'm only 14 now so I wasn't like that much younger but when I look back at it I feel like it was such a long time ago so it like means a lot to hear that people still like it <laughs> let's talk about your EP your debut EP Teenage Lullabies it's exciting that you're putting it out so what is it like putting together these seven songs into this body of work it was so natural because the first single that I put out, It's True, was the first song we wrote for the EP. And it was one of those things I like had this writing trip basically in LA. And I knew that I wanted to make an EP. And Sam Nicolosi produced the whole EP. And so the first session I had with him, we did It's True. And I was like, wow, you are perfect for this. And so then we just kept going. And yeah, so we had three days in a row where we did It's True and Call Me If You Need Me. And in the next life, and then we had four other sessions, like, a couple months later. And it just happened, like, really naturally. Like, every day we'd make something that I was like, oh, this has to go on the EP for sure. So it was very natural, and I feel like it was just the people I was around. But it felt really cool to contribute to something, because before I was just making random singles that a lot of them didn't even come out, and it felt useless. So I'm excited that I was actually, like, putting something together and it feels really cohesive but yeah it was cool to like actually have something to contribute to and every time I put out a single I feel like I was like delivering good news all the time because I put out these singles and I'm like oh wait but there's five more and so I thought it was fun and I really liked it I just want to keep making more EPs because I really liked the process So speaking about that kind of writing and creative process, does it do you enjoy collaborating with others and bouncing ideas off of others when you create your music? Yeah, that's honestly the best way I do it because I'm still new to it. So it's nice to have some, I feel like it's just like the reassurance too. That's like, oh, that's not stupid. So yeah, that was really nice. And I, the collaborators on Teenage Lullaby, Sam Nicolosi produced the whole EP. It's seriously perfect for it. And we're still working together now and I'm just amazing. And Ezzy, Jackie Young, and Marone were all writers on it too. And it it was just nice having that sort of energy in the room and it was nice because it was like it was new people too I had never worked with Sam before I don't know I just I, I like people I like having people in the room even if it's just a couple which like is what it ended up being but yeah I find that like when I write by myself I, it takes me a lot longer and I just like I just get mad at myself over and over again I'm like no that doesn't sound good that doesn't sound right so it's nice to have somebody tell you that does sound okay <laughs> 
I was going to say, you mentioned Ezzy, and we actually had her on a show like very early on. Oh, when, cool. When we were doing our podcast. I think she was like on our second or third season. We're in season eight now, which is insane. But yeah, we had her on as a guest, and she's awesome. I she's love great. Her. She's so talented. Yeah, it was really nice having her on that project. And I had actually been listening to her before. And one of my producers was like, hey, I know her. And I was like, you do? And so then I had my first session with Ezzy. In I think 2019, I get I, I like lost track of time, but I did have a session. I had a couple sessions with her, and then eventually, when we were getting ready to make the EP, I was like, I need her. So yeah, she was really perfect for that too, and she's like really helped me with my writing, just like the process of it all. She's so good, she's so good. So it was really like it was really helpful to have somebody like that. I want to be alone with you is such a banger. Thank Love you. The song. And you got to film at the famous Pink Motel for the visual. What was the creative process like putting both the song and the music video together? Well, when I played the song for some members of my team, they were like, wow, I just really hope that the music video matches this song. And I was like, yeah, that's really important. (laughs) So I I had a call with my with my director for that video, Bobby, and he just came up with the whole, you guys should just break into a motel and skip prom. And I was like, that's cute. So it just kind of came together. Like we, I was on Pinterest and I found a pink motel and I sent it to my manager and I was like, wow, wouldn't this be cool? And she's like, oh, that, that exists. And so there was one, there was the pink motel, like a half hour away from my house. And yeah, it just came together really well, honestly. And yeah, so that's kind of just how that happened. I found Pink Motel on Pinterest and I was like, okay, that's what we have to do. And then my director was like, you guys will break into it. And I was like, perfect. So it was pretty cute. And I feel like it does match the song too, which was like really, I just kept remembering that. I was like, it has to match. And I feel like it did. Yeah, that's so important. I, I feel like nowadays, like telling the story of the song through the music video, it's not the same as it used to be. Cause like in the past you had like visuals, I don't know, like this might be a really bad example, but like by from NSYNC. Yes. And that actually told the story of the song within this, like the video or whatever. Like we don't have that as much as we nowadays. And so you having that mindfulness and that consciousness of, oh, it needs to tell the story of the song through the visual, like, I'm all for it. I think we need more of that in music. Yeah, I do too, and I feel like it was fun too, because it's, like, more of a feeling that we were trying to capture. It wasn't a super visual song. I feel like we did get that, like, awkward, uncomfortable feeling, because it's hard to make that... That's what it was about, really. I just tried to make it sound more poetic, but that's really what it was, and I feel like we got that. (laughs) Yes, yes. Did you have a song that almost didn't make the EP? I have one that didn't make the EP, but I have, I don't think any of them almost didn't. I, every day we wrote, I was like, no, actually though, it's true. Almost didn't, I would say, because we were all listening through and we were like, we just like, we wrote down our favorites and it's true. Wasn't it the top of our favorites of any of us? And I thought that was interesting, but then we had like a, a listening group. What would you call it? Yeah, I think that's what you call it. And they listened to the focus group. That's it. And they listened to the whole thing and they, it's true was their favorite. And so we all like went back and we were like, that's weird. But then we made that the single and I've fallen in love with it again after that. But it was funny because that was the first session we had. So we were all, of course, the first one we made isn't going to go on the EP. But yeah, it did. 
That's funny how like it takes somebody else's perspective to really refresh your perspective on something that you make. Because sometimes I'm like, whether it's like a TikTok or something that I make that I'm like, oh, I absolutely hate this. And then people are like, no, like you like it's it's that reassurance. It helps. It really does. (laughs) What is a big dream for your musical career on this show? I'm all about manifestation. We ask our guests like what's something that they would like to see out of their career. So what is a big dream for your musical career? It's always been to get signed to a major label, which I feel like that's basic, but it, it's always been like that for me. I've always wanted to be signed to Interscope, and I feel like that's mostly because of Lana Del Rey. Yeah, so Interscope is really quite a dream of mine, but then again, like, I don't really know anymore because now that I'm, like, realizing how much I can do on my own, I'm like, do I want to just stay independent? But I feel like that's a, a dream of mine for sure, and I just really want to tour, and I know that's, like, pretty far out right now but I do want to tour that's uh, something I would love to do because I've only done two live shows and nobody knew who I was and not a lot of people know who I am now but I would just love to do that and really get myself out there but yeah I feel like those are the dreams for sure (laughs) no touring is so I I feel like that's one of the best parts of being an artist because that's where you really know your community and your audience and you get to really see who listens to your music and yeah and and plus you get to see the world yeah that too I feel like it's so strange that I don't I've never seen or met any of the people who listen to me really I think that's really I think that's weird like I just want to I just want to know them really so yeah I would love to do that and it would be cool to just look at a crowd of people who share an interest in your music I think that's so cool so yeah I would love to do that I can't believe we're here. You've been so eloquent and like it again, still boggles my mind that you're only 14. You've been so like, yeah, articulate and just, oh, I loved speaking with you, but I'm at my last question for you. Mind blowing. What is your message to creatives and dreamers out there? Oh, that's such a good one. I personally, like the biggest struggle I had was putting myself on social media and putting myself out there and something that I wish I would have done is gotten like a better hold on myself before I let other people figure me out for themselves in my comment section (laughs) so I I would just like even if you're not just starting out I would say take some time and really understand yourself because people are gonna perceive you however they want to you could put a song out and say this is exactly what this song means and people are going to think it means whatever they want to think it means and you have to like really be okay with that because you know what it means and that's something that like when I was just putting out random singles that I didn't even really know what they meant to me and people were like oh this is what it means it's just like it didn't feel right to me at all so Yeah, I'd say be comfortable with yourself before you let other people perceive you because it's uncomfortable. And I had to take a step back for a while when I was first putting myself out there. And people would comment and be like, you're a bad singer, which now I wouldn't take that to heart. But at the time, I really took that to heart because I didn't know if I was a good singer yet. And now I'm aware that I am good. So I think that just like that self-awareness is so helpful in the long run and it it really is now I feel so much better about myself and I'm like excited to put things out there before I wasn't because I wasn't confident enough to handle the response and now I feel like I am so I think that's something that like even if you are well established and you don't feel that way I think like taking a step back and just really perfecting that is 
going to be so helpful in the long run. But yeah, it's my advice. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I completely agree. Cause honestly, I think a lot of us creatives or a lot of artists have that like when they first start out, they have that hesitancy about putting their own work on social media. Like you were saying, just because we feel that fear of being judged. And I don't know why that is because it's, it's our art. Who, who cares if they say it's good or bad? It's our art and we created, we worked hard to make it. So why does somebody else's opinion matter on it? But at the end of the day, we want to put out what, what we created and we want to believe in it. And then if somebody believes in it and they actually put some positive spin on it, then yeah, that's great too. So it's it's all about releasing that fear of putting yourself out there on social media and just releasing your content. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's something it's helped me so much now. Like now I actually look forward to releases, which is something that I hadn't done for a long time. So yeah, I think that's definitely the way to go. Just like taking it. And it's so cool what we as creatives do. It's so cool. And we can't let people make us feel like it's not. So that's why I think just reassuring yourself wow I'm amazing no matter what I'm making it's mine and I'm putting I actually have the strength to put it out there then yeah you're already doing something on its own so yeah that's just it's definitely how I feel Chloe it has been wonderful chatting with you why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and where they can find your music I'm Chloe Wilder on all the platforms c-l-o-e no h and yeah I'm literally everywhere so Come and talk to me. Come find me. Come listen to me. <laughs> Come check out her EP, Teenage Lullabies, y'all. It is so good. So yes, we will definitely link it on our show notes. I want you. I want people to check it out. Check out the music video. It will be out when this this episode airs. And so we definitely want people to check out the, the music video for I Want to Be Alone With You, for sure. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you for speaking with me. Special thanks to Chloe for being today's guest. What I learned from our conversation is that she had a really great team around her, from her producers, her collaborators in the songwriting, to her managers, whoever she surrounded herself with, really put her on a good path for growth in her musical career. If you want to learn more about Chloe, visit the links in the show notes. Popner Lounge is a two-man operation, rather I should say two-women operation. It is executive produced by Steph Pham and V. Co. V. Co. serves as the show's creative director, and Steph Pham is the show's host and editor. You can find us on social media at Popner Lounge. For an easy, convenient hub of everything Popner Lounge, visit our website, popnerlounge.com. That's it for this week. Tune in next time for another conversation with the fellow creative. I'm Steph Fave.